another episode of Dice Advice. We are a tabletop RPG podcast where we take your questions, quandaries, tales of valor and debauchery, and we digest them and bring them back to you. I am your host, Jesse, and as always, I'm joined by a row of my good buddies. Hi, I'm John, and let's be honest, it's mostly about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Harry. And I'm Brad, but I got nothing witty to say. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I also wanted to bring to the attention of the of the fans. I'm sorry I've led you down a path that I can't follow you down anymore uh, by recommending bubbly sparkling water. Now, I, I don't know if you guys if you guys got my plentiful emails about the subject. I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing about it, but the king has been dethroned. Sometimes when I'm drinking water and I'm choking on it. I look at the can and recognize that it's bubbly. I, I'm not going to be had again. I've switched. I'm trying to live a long life. There's too many bubbles. <laughs> not enough flavor. <laughs> is this the new episode where we do all of the ads at the beginning? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is our this is our uh, fun this is our fun drive for the for the year. <laughs> and we're trying to make aha money now. Yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know aha is where it's at. It's it's uh, unique. Pristine flavor, very Just crisp, very crisp, very cheap, bubbly. I'm sorry, I I want to, uh, you know, I want it to work, but it, it, it and it's not me, it's you. Well, we were so close to getting Michael Buble on the show. Oh, he might still come. <laughs> I, gave, I, I sent him a case of Aha. I no, he has a contract with Bubbly. I don't think he can make a, an appearance <laughs> on any show sponsored by Aha. <laughs> Well, I mean, we could just not say aha for that episode. Well, I'm, you know what? I'm sticking to the real American uh, beverage, Miller High Life. All right. The champagne of beers. What can I say? It's got <laughs> champagne on the, on the, can. that six pass pack cost you like two bucks. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, like two weeks ago, there's a 24 pack in the, in the grocery store for $12. And, Whoa. Today it was up to fifteen, so I missed my opportunity. Mm. <laughs> Might have dodged a bullet. All right, guys, let's get into the matter at hand. Uh, our first question, and I think our only question, we're going to try something here in a little bit that uh, I think you'll enjoy. So stick around. Uh, Mike from Tabletop Trouble, what's the best way to work around that one player that can't consistently show up? Check his ass out. I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah, what do you got? I'm I'm interested to hear because um you know we we've we've dealt with these kind of things in our own way. Do it like they do in that uh, Wolf Ferrell movie, Discovery Channel. <laughs> yeah, um, old school. Drive up in an unmarked minivan with ski masks on, and put a bag over his head, throw him <laughs> in the back, and take him off to haze him. Funny story. That's how my 21st birthday went. Sweet lord! Wow. And you're probably not friends with them anymore, huh? Oh, no, no. He was at my house yesterday. Oh, well, that's your mistake. <laughs> you never know when that's going to happen again. I mean, a guy <laughs> throws a bag, black bag over your head one time, he's bound to do it again. What do they it's call that? True. Is that rendition? Uh, uh, yeah. Kidnapping. That's what's oh. called. <laughs> yeah. The first step before roofies and the hangover movie. Um, <laughs> the first step before what? Rufalin. Yep. Oh, right. That. <laughs> to get back to the question at hand, I have to say 
I myself have been guilty of being absent before and um, consecutively, not consistently, but consecutively. And um, there, there is a, for me, there's a, there's a big feeling of definitely missing out, but also guilt because it's a team effort. But the world has to turn whether you're a part, whether you're on the wagon or not, you know. So because there's other people involved, I think um, what we've done is pretty, pretty special where we have, um, when we're not doing Companions Reborn, we have these one shots where, uh, and of course, if you, you know, subscribe to our content on Patreon, sellerlore.com, you can, um, you can find our one shots where we just randomly build these scenarios where if we don't have all five of our players, three or four can play an alternate world, build a quick character and just get lost and maybe continue it, but throw it away if you want to. But uh, my, my new favorite is the one Saul came up with gods of, I can't think of the title uh, end of, of the world, end of the world. It's so fantastic. And it's so, Oh, it's hard to describe, but there's aliens. It's got nothing to do with D&D, but this we is play ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It was, it was such a thrill. It was, it was yeah. almost as fun as companions. And if you can wade through the first hour of them building their characters, then you might get into <laughs> some interesting stuff. <laughs> Man, you listened to that whole thing, didn't you? I mean, I got to be honest. I haven't listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to. It sounds actually, it sounds very cool. And I, I, I watched you guys. Um, I picked up on the chat that you guys were plugging and stuff. And it was just like random pictures of semi-automatic guns and <laughs> <laughs> like weird broken text messages. It seemed really cool. It seemed like a, a definitely a end of the world type scenario, which is Don't always on my radar. Don't give them too much. They got to pay for that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. We can edit that out. <laughs> the first one's free. <laughs> but uh, if, if we get through a one shot and let's say everything goes smooth and then you go to the next week, what do you, you guys think about if a person is so inconsistent that it's destroying your routine? Like we have a beautiful, we play every Saturday at 930 and I love that. We have something, we're all pretty reliable, responsible. But what if you, one of us couldn't make it regularly? Like, would you ax that person? There's a, there's a line. What, and they, what do you guys think are yeah, the There's a line. Steps? Once they cross that line, then, then yeah, they got to go. And I think, it, what, do you, what do you think is the safe line to draw? I, I really don't think it's a quanti quantity thing. I think it's more about the communication that comes beforehand. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to say that. I Ooh, think no, it comes down to communication. Brad, talk to yeah. us. Um, and you don't have to get into like specific details or whatever, but I just, it comes to mind, you know, when we were first starting, I, I feel like you had some pretty good communication with our DM in it. And we moved on without your character because you had other like life issues and, you know, things were, you know, other things were more important at that time, which yeah. is totally understandable. So, I mean, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Sure. I mean, I, on the spot or no, 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 no. I think it's, best, it's a like good best point. Case scenario. Um, I mean, my case, I mean, it, it's been several years, so I'm going to look at it with uh, rose colored glasses a little bit. And uh, I'm pretty sure I told uh, Saul essentially when I joined the campaign, had full intentions of, you know, continuing it. 
life kind of came up. Um, I don't remember offhand what it was, whether it was uh, my we my wife just needed additional help with uh, then our very young son. Um, and I just couldn't make that time commitment anymore or work related. I don't remember offhand, but something came up and I just, I, I couldn't, I didn't have the time anymore. Um, and I expressed that to uh, Saul. Uh, also, I think to Jesse at the time, because um, Jesse was kind of my lead into this game. I've known him for uh, longer than anybody else here. And um, it, just, it was just communication, um, being honest and saying like, hey, sorry, this you know isn't work. This is my scenario. And just kind of going from there. I think and, it was best case scenario. It worked out really good. Yeah. We, we figured yeah. out a narrative way to like get rid of the character too. And not even just get rid of like to process that character for a little bit longer while you were not there. Um, yeah. Gave us some like hooks to, to, to lean on that way. And, and it was nice that I think it was kind of, uh, if I remember correctly, it was somewhat left open for a certain period of time that if I work, rock is no longer maybe. Wow. To my I knowledge, still, I still hold on hope, but I think Sel <laughs> did, did a great job. You know, I mean, he he really was able to manage that story um, for us as as you like kind of stepped out. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like, that's what happens when we're adults playing pretend. You know, we have to we have to realize that life happens and sometimes, you know, it's going to interfere with our, our our want to play dungeons and dragons on a weekly basis and so i think that um you know the the key elements there where you communicated with saul and you know the people that you knew and he kind of helps progress the story along and it's it's way better to do it like that than to just kind of completely drop out without telling anybody and then with no intention to come back yeah there might have been another person in that party that, well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say, like, I think that at that point, when it when it went down to just me, Harry, and Jesse, like, it was, I think, the game almost the game almost petered out. I think, and then it, we, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I we we worked really hard to keep it going, and I think it took a lot of effort on everybody's part. You know, not just um, Saul, but us as players too, to to like move forward in a direction that we could all kind of like really see progressing. I think it, I think we've all talked about it on offline at different points, but that, that game could have well ended for good at that point. I think it kind of gave us room to spread our wings and like explore our characters more than we would have like in a shorter amount of time. So we kind of got more into it that way too. Uh, We kind of, we kind of latched onto that story because it was, we are more invested in it. Yeah, the sweet spot is like three to four. I, I think, think four is fine. I just think yeah. it was it was um, the, the fact that we were all of a sudden three. All of us kind of stepped up and did more to yeah. fill that void. Right. But so all props to him. I mean, it's really yeah. it really comes down to DM flexibility. Can you make it work when that player's not there? Would you guys say his technique might have been to like freeze the character and leave it open for the return because as now, now, Brad, if you could, if you could talk on this as to why, and I'm just, I'm in the dark. I never asked. Why did you come back to the game with a different character? 
did you did you did you have any desire to replay rock or did you feel like that character was dead um i mean i think i just wanted to uh part of the reason was i wanted to explore a different type of character um i knew some things had happened with um the old character uh rock and um it, it was just kind of a well do i really feel like going to back to that one no, I want to do something different. I had played another, you know, 5e games. I had played that class combination that I built him to be. And I, I just kind of wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, plus, the Artificer, I think, had just come out. And I was kind yep. of ooh, shiny <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was probably a little bit of full notebook syndrome, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a few backup characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I always have a stable of something going on or i've recently read a guide on some class i'm like oh well, that does sound good so right uh there is one other aspect though that i think doesn't always get touched on is i think in cases like this the dm should try to reach out to the player that's disappeared if only to make sure that it's not something the dm did or if uh yeah. whether it's you know a player some they they did something they're not comfortable with or even if it's just the dm reaching out finding out hey you did this thing no fault of your own but i didn't really like it it's not my thing the dm can it's a potentially growing experience for the dm it's also important to not take any like the player leaving uh, personal That's a great um, point. yeah i mean that can it, you know i can imagine as like a beginner dm seeing a player bounce with no contact whatsoever and be like oh my god what am i doing wrong like I must yeah. be a terrible DM that they're not even reaching out to me to say, Hey, I'm not coming back. That's kind of hard though. Honestly. I mean, I think it's a great point really. Um, and it would be a very mature thing for a player to actually admit to the DM that, that they did something that turned them off. I think, uh, it's a lot about our social interaction in 2020 I mean, a lot of this stuff is online, right? A lot of these players get together on Reddit and they use Discord and and whatever. Um, and I think it's easy to ghost on something like that. You you it's very join in this, easy. Right now, yeah, yeah, you join in this group, you know, for a session, you don't like it, you're done. You join in this the other group, you know, you don't like it, you're done. Um, and I think it would be. I mean, I'm just speaking from personal experience because I did join a group like that, and it. Um, I think part of the reason I left the group was that. I didn't really like part of the reason was I wasn't really feeling the DM style, uh, but the rest of the party w really liked it. So, I mean, that was just my personal preference, but I didn't like confront the DM or I didn't make I didn't, him adjust yeah, fire. Yeah. yeah. I didn't provide him constructive feedback because I was just like, he, he's a good DM. He's doing a good job and these other party members appreciate it and they like what he's doing. It's just not for me. So I'm just going to, but plus, you know, life and everything else, it, it just it was compiling with the other stuff that we were trying to do at the time we were starting to get ramped back up again. So, um, I think what Brad, the point you're making is, is really poignant and, and it would be great if people were <laughs> that, um, you know, intellectually mature, but I doubt that a lot of people oh, yeah. would be willing to do that, unfortunately. Well, but I, I, agree with I you. think it, it, my point is more so I think the DM should at least make the effort to try and reach out. Oh, yeah. yeah Whether yeah. or not there's I a response that comes back. 
to look for that yeah. feedback as opposed to point. wait for it. Definitely, huh. definitely. So drawing a, drawing a reasonable line as a DM seems to be a good idea and leaving the door open if the communication is open. Yeah, and I, and I do think we want to harp on be as flexible as you can and when it becomes an inconvenience to the level that I think it's one of those things. It's uh, I, I don't, I don't, I can't define porn, but I know what it is. Yeah. I know. I know when I see it. Yeah. I think it's one yeah. of those. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think we can call it. Oh, it's, it's three missed sessions. That's the right. easy answer. It could be three missed sessions in a, in a, in a, in the right way, or it could be three really wrong sessions, you know? And the practicality is number one, you, like I think we've said this plenty of times before you enter into a social contract when you come to sit at the table. Right. You know, so, and I mean, it's just common courtesy. Uh, but I think one of the other practical things to do is exactly what Saul did. I mean, he kept the character alive and he even, you know, an option would be even to like put the character on autopilot, you know, an NPC for the party for a few sessions like, until the character player yep. returns, player yep. character returns. He's got an errand to run. <laughs> yeah. Or even like that character, you know, um, they don't, they do it in critical role, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, where uh, Matthew Mercer just kind of runs the character or they, they can, they have some sort of story of why, the character is quiet or in the background where, you know, whatever. Yeah. The character leaves for a little bit, comes back. It's just one of their things. Yeah. Cause it's uh, hard. I mean, they have like a cast of seven people or something crazy like that. Is that one godly number? Yeah. Something. It's yeah. Something, something along it's, so it's, it, I mean, it, it's a mat. It's understandable to have a hard time gathering all of those people together on a regular basis. I mean, everybody's got, lives especially the that crew i mean they have like multiple gigs doing different voice acting stuff so so i do have a um a piece of mail here from a fan i i, I struggle to call it mail it's actually one of our homebrew items t-shirts soon to be available <laughs> uh, and it's smeared with mud on the back and it says put your money where your mouth is and it's uh labeled a disgruntled reviewed subjects <laughs> so i'm guessing that somebody submitted an item and oh, we, didn't like, we didn't take too kindly to it so they, oh, they want us to they, they want us to put our money where our mouth is and we thought we would do just that tonight before your very ears we're going to craft our very own homebrew item and you can tell us does it suck or is it red <laughs> yeah. yeah gotta get All that right. foley work on so we are going to basically uh, build this from scratch. Let's uh, let's get started, guys. I think we're going to have a lot of uh, this, this is going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. We're going to have a few stop and starts and, uh, and and edits in the middle where we ask how we're doing it. But that's going yeah, to okay. take all the bad stuff out and, and give you a <laughs> and finished have nothing left. left. I yeah. normally I normally do the opposite when I'm editing. I don't know if that's been a problem. <laughs> maybe our, <laughs> maybe our numbers will be up. <laughs> All right, so would you guys like me to start with the overall? Actually, let's do it this way. Let's all roll a d20. Let's decide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's, all that's, right. That's, that's, Got that's, it. That's, that's, that's right here. Here, it's, here it's, it's only fair. Highest number wins. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Eight. Fifteen. Seventeen. You guys, uh, ever, you guys ever heard of a nat 20? 
Oh, you guys ever heard of it? We can't verify it. Yeah, you ever heard of a liar, liar, pants on fire? Hey, my character is impeccable. Your character has pecs. There's a difference. Yeah, are you ready to roll on that D100 table? Yeah, let's do it. We're rolling. All right, I got a 30, and now I'll roll my die 10. Ow, meow. <laughs> Sorry, that's a side effect I make when I'm anxious. <laughs> 33. 33. Oh, oh God. All right, guys. This is, oh, man. Oh. Who's going to read it? I'll, I'll, I'll take read it. it. Oh, yeah, you, you earned it. Yeah. <clears throat> 33 on the trinket list. A glass vial filled with nail clippings. Oof. Okay. And I think after that it was Doc with a 17. What what uh, property would you like to adjust there, Doc? Oh boy. So our okay, remind me. What are oh, our yeah. options? That's probably that'd probably be helpful. Yeah, we're looking for we've got type. We kind of eliminated that with the trinket list. Uh out of the remaining, we have magical property, drawback, rarity, and mechanics. I think we'll probably all touch on together. Okay. And so I can just choose one of those and I think so. Uh, Unless you guys yeah. want to randomize it, if there's a magical effect list that's at 100 or something. We have a glass vial filled with nail clipping. What I really like to do is figure out like how that... What would be a cool effect based on that item, right? And like go from there. like a little, Build it yeah. a little Ooh. bit at a time. What if you didn't have to clip your nails? You just open the vial and they clip themselves. <laughs> <laughs> And they jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, I mean, you, what if this? What, what if this is a glass vial of nail clippings from some sort of creature, right? Ooh, like yeah, a harp. Like, what if it's like a Horcrux kind of thing, or you know, or like contains the essence? Ooh, yeah. So you have power. Yeah. What if it was a poison, and you drop the nail clipping into somebody's drink? It dissolves. And then they start yeah. choking on the, the nail. Nail. And then well, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this drink has a nail clipping in it. It's like, oh man, oh the band-aid. I found so, a band-aid last week. Yeah, I was holding the nail on. I'm suing. Fantasy so suing. So magical <laughs> magical property. I'm gonna put choking hazard. Yes, right. yes, because they find it. Oh my god, this is brilliant. Okay, so they find it in their stew. Right, and it, so it, it it initiates this chain reaction event that uh, they're going to like claim these preposterous things about the fact that like this you're you're, you're planting intrigue in. Uh, in oh, the you know what? I think I got this. What if it's actually just nail clippings, and as an action, you can shove the the open vial in somebody's mouth, and then they vomit because it's so disgusting because they have oh. nail clippings in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Sponsored to you by uh, by our by our sister podcast, Bro Bro Talk. <laughs> All right, I really like. So honestly, really like the idea that the nail clippings are like um, the essence of of some sort of creature that you can we can derive power from uh, okay. because we we have them or i like the uh, idea that uh it's we go a little bit more wacky zany with it and say that you can use it to like poison um 
someone's food or whatever. And that, that basically the effect would be you put it into the food and that then that character uh, discovers it in their food. And then that has some sort of effect on them. Like it decreases their DC for persuasion or some some wild thing. I don't know. <laughs> or a branching effect. Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah. I like the voodoo like, too. Yeah, what about like a, like a wisdom like, saving throw? If they succeed, something happens. If they fail, something different happens. I think I'd okay. be remiss if I didn't mention like a necromancy cloning thing. Like possibly like I could be reconstituted from this. Oh, dude, that is fucking tight. What if what if you you there was a ritual? Okay, you have the nail clippings, and the clippings are of some sort of magical creature. And there was a ritual you could perform that would tie your essence to those nail clippings. So if you die, your body died, then oh. you could use you could do the ritual and like recreate your body. But it has and, to be and like tied. a cat can like use it with its cloning machine on a lunar base. Is this did the Simpsons do this? <laughs> well, well, I I'm kind of riffing off no, of that no, because uh, I think it's a cool it was a cool time. idea. Oh shit! Oh <laughs> yeah, Jesus, it went right over my head. Sorry, Taz. <laughs> so a little nod to them, but I I mean like I don't know that. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I like everything so far. Yeah, I know they're all so good. What if you put an, a clipping underneath someone's pillow while they're asleep and they just have bad dreams? Hurts their neck. Their neck, their, their neck hurts. You're playing the long game. Your, <laughs> yeah, you're trying to fight a black, uh, ancient black dragon, and you put a nail clipping under its pillow for, you know, three years, and it has nightmares until you finally can defeat it. So from the all, all, all the will sleep, to live. And that's when you attack. <laughs> yeah. Mechanics says, "Why am I afraid of clowns?" <laughs> so for mechanics, I'm going to put over the course of twenty years lowers their AC by one for, for having a sore, having a sore neck. Yes, like Princess and the Pea. Except just dragon and the nail clipping. Well, Hal, this is this is yeah. your this is your move. Okay. Well, I kind of I do want feedback because I think what I'm really I'm really focusing in on again is this like, okay, nail clippings, they they give you they provide you with the essence of some magical, powerful creature that you could summon. Cool. Right? Or or get, or call forth, or you have some sort of effect. That they that they that the creature um could do and or i'm sorry the the alternative to that would be the my i really like the idea of you as a player character being able to tie your essence to the nail clippings as if it like is your dna or whatever and then that if your character dies it's a save point yeah, it's a save point. Like you could recreate your character, but of course, there's going to be a flaw. There's going to be drawbacks. Yeah, that's too. that's for the very next powerful guy. item. I don't know what. What do you guys think of those two? Like those are my kind of like. So are we doing uh, either projector. or? Am we going to take a one and go on with it? Or yeah, I want to see what you guys like. What do you guys like better of those two? It says it says a glass vial with nail clippings. They very well could be your nail clippings. And it could tie save your essence through your nail clippings. Like, yeah. I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm How about this? That. Harry's next in the order, right? No, I know uh, oh, that. Uh, you're Harry. Next. Uh, Harry, then I'm next. Ne oh, yeah. I rolled yeah. 17. Who was after that? Oh, uh, yeah. It was me 15. Okay. Well, then I'm not going to be selfish. You're like, hey, let the next person pick. <laughs> I, I, but I saw where you were going with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really like the cloning. I like the, uh, the magical essence thing. 
if it was like a summoning thing, you got to munch down on those toenails like a bag of bugles. Uh, see, I was going to say, what if one of two effects you can like burn it and it summons it or you can eat it and you get like the essence, the power, oh, but you, also you have breathe. Like a, but you also lose effect. like a point of, of constitution Chariz- or charisma. The rest charisma. of the party is disgusted by you for no. the rest of the adventure. No, it, it's everyone. They don't have to have seen you do it. They know you ate those toenails when they meet. It's just- <laughs> well, I don't, wait, let's, save it, let's save it for, uh, you know. For drawbacks, yeah. For drawbacks. Power of bad breath. All right. All right so so what's our what's our magical effect? Or what's our effect here? Your, your call, man. I, I like, I can go either way. I, I'm gonna be honest, and I, I don't know. I hate, I hate to do that because I don't, I don't know if you guys are really into. Oh, uh, well, no, we'll riff on it, man. We're good. Okay, Whatever I really, is, I really do like the using it as an essence, as a, as a, as, a, as some sort of magical, um, uh, like a summoning stone. Summoning. Yeah, no, no, uh, a, a repository, a magical repository for your own essence as a, as a character. Okay, so oh, cool. You can use okay. it later on to. Uh, to like recall your physical body from nothing. If you perform the right ritual or whatever, and we could come up with all that. I like, awesome. that's what I like. Awesome. I think we could run with that. Cool. Yeah, uh, Brad, you don't have to do drawbacks if you want. No, you no, can, I, 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 I kind of, I want to riff on that and get yeah. drawback on that. Okay. Uh, so I'll go next then. We good. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so drawbacks. Um, all right, one, I'm going to start off pure flavor. Uh, if you use it to grow back, uh, grow back your body or re, however you want to word it, you no longer have finger or toenails. God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're like oh a soft God. little, you're like a soft little boy. Yeah, like the, the little bones there, like you could, you could see where they should be, but like you don't have them no more. Oh man! What would be the mechanical disadvantage? Dexterity minus one. At least dexterity minus one. At least. Well, uh, let's go. uh, Dis disadvantage. What's like the the five E skills that would be like uh, sleight of hand? Sleight of hand. hand. Yeah. Let's go disadvantage on sleight of hand. Or like disadvantage on attack rolls that require dexterity, like finesse weapons. Uh, Do you want to go that far? Are your hands and feet tender? Well, how, well, I was going to say, can you imagine running without toenails? I mean, right. if they are these things raw and sore, or they just are missing on your new body? I guess <laughs> no, no, it's just like they you wouldn't hurt. Like weird, yeah, no, weirdly deformed. It would be looking. like a clone growing without an umbilical cord. Yeah, that it wouldn't have a belly button, you know, just like so. Yeah, you can run. Whatever. You can run fine. You can run fine, and, and you can basically shoot an arrow fine. It's like when you're trying to get in the nitty gritty of something yeah, tiny. Yeah, yeah. like. And nobody likes you. <laughs> I want to subtract some charisma points off of that. I kind of like that because it's gross, man. But I, but I mean, it's it's a it's a big burn, and it, you would have to play it into the lore as to why they would lose that for everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a ginger or now magic. I mean, it could well, just be magic. It makes you have, less. No, no, no. Ginger has no souls. They have fingernails. <laughs> they have fingernails. <laughs> You're right. You're right. They're thin. They're they're very thin. They're like uh, they're like uh, uh, a humpback whale's teeth. <laughs> like whatever, like, whatever that shrill, they don't just, have teeth. You know what uh, I mean? The little yeah. filters, they're snifters. <laughs> oh my god! And it just Sorry, makes everybody really creeped out. 
<laughs> you lose no. like you you get disadvantage on like persuasion checks and just, uh, although, checks. As a bit of a bonus, you can no longer get infected toenails. So I mean, that's a plus, right? It's right. a small it's for any of you DMs out there who really wait for their characters to not take their boots off during a long rest. Yeah. Or like, socks. can you describe oh. your big toenail like in detail? And that's part of the character <laughs> experience. My corners kind of don't go out there. They're tucked under. <laughs> Got this the little tiny baby toe right across. Exactly. Oh, Joe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're uh, we're cooking with gas, but what what do you guys think for for drawbacks? Are we talking are we talking sleight of hand disadvantage? Are we talking anything else? I, I think mean, it's going to be more severe because it's such think? a powerful okay. item. Like okay. Tide just the, like the you just cheated death. I would love to. I would I would love to give disadvantage to any skill that requires dexterity. I mean, honestly, I think that's a pretty decent drawback, and we you don't have to tie it to the no fingernails, no toenails. Um, you could just say like, Hey, you're a cloned person. Like you're a cloned creature from fingernail clippings. You have, you know, you don't have the, the, the hand eye coordination that you, that your previous okay. body if, once if did. If we want to lean into that too, you could say, uh, you don't you have, don't have memories. memories. Yeah. Yes. yes. Jason Bourne. You got Jason Bourne brain. Okay. What, if you get, what if you have you don't a little have bit any of like your character sheet is non-existent? Is that what you're trying nah, to say? No, no, like, just don't I mean, remember the like Inso- like not insomnia, that's no sleep. Uh amnesia. Amnesia. Yeah. Right. You don't I remember like a lot. You don't remember the adventure. Maybe they do remember bits and pieces. What do you think about well, that? Or we that, do how like does that really favorite? play out mechanically though. You could I, probably roll for memory loss. You could uh, probably roll a percentile you, die you to determine not roll history. That would be that would be something mechanical you could do pretty quick. Yeah, you don't, or you just have automatically fail history checks. I just, yeah, I, just I don't know. I just foresee like yeah, somebody not playing along with it. Okay, yeah, a character you don't you don't have memory of the last two years that we played together. How are you gonna like role play that? You know what I'm saying. I have every faith that one of us could do it. Yeah, I, I think, think but, sure. easy. Well, but you're, I think we're above I, the we're above <laughs> board, man. Like we're above average. I think there's degrees <laughs> to it of like I don't remember how to use a spoon versus I don't I don't remember, remember how to use my crossbow that I've been right. using for the like past I, three years. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I would say you know how to use your stuff. I think that's a little harsh, but I think maybe saying uh, I, I was even going to say maybe it's just not automatic. Maybe somebody has to activate this thing afterwards. Maybe it takes them a little while to get to you. Oh, oh, okay. So you have amnesia and the DM decides like there's got to be some sort of skill or some sort of like thing that's specific to your character that it that was born out yeah. of your backstory right so something about your backstory goes DM, away dm discretion uh, yeah Ooh, it, you don't remember the love of like your life that. or something like that Ooh, yeah when, i mean if we're kind of going uh, like i we you know we use the adventure zone to to riff on this they do the the uh suffering game right like there was yeah. a point in that where the one of the characters lost uh, an important vital piece of information that from their backstory that made them who they were. It was kind of like devastating in the RP sense of the, of the game. So that, that could be really interesting 
Um, what about your What about your happiest house. Your happiest memory? Or your most yeah. formative? Or your we're, most we're formative. adventurers. We don't have happy memories. Well, yeah, most, I think that's really formative. interesting, right? Okay, so you clone your body, but as a as a consequence, you lose one of the most formative memories of your yeah. character's life, right? And you, but you still get to play that character, but you don't get the full experience. Like you have to, yeah, and it has to be something that's well established that you, as a player, have already like made clear. This is a big part of me. Like for example, right. Hagar. One of Hagar's what memories that he could lose would be being raised by his dwarven, yeah, you know, yeah, father. Yeah. Or one of Eld- Eldwin's memories could be being a part of you know the resistance. Yep. Or whatever. Ben could forget that he was a noble. Yep. Yeah, those or are Bob's very formative. Or... Just kidding, you'll find Bob... out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dude, I, was, I was on pins and needles. <laughs> I was, really. Oh man. Oh, yeah, we don't know jack shit about bomb swing. We're getting little we're getting little snippets. But yeah, yeah. Tune into Companions Reborn, guys. It's gonna it's going strong. Shit is getting real. Hell yeah. I I do like this idea. I mean, what do you guys think? Losing I, I like it. memory. I yeah. like it. I, I think it leaves a lot of room for the DM, and if the DM yeah. is implementing DM it, discretion, he can he can fuck with it. He can like adjust. What it if and- I mean the DM, knowing that he's going to introduce this item, could ask this in character form, in character building stage for of every character. What's your most formative memory? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean that would be you would have to know you you would have to know you were using it for quite some time, but um, yeah, I mean if the DM is creating this the DM is creating this world and he wants to use this item. Like, I think that's so, so cool. Cause you're like, you're, you're, you're scheming, you're prepping like, and know. here's, a, here's another perk to that. If it's end game material, if it's like post boss fight, like this could reopen the world up for the players to like, look oh, for that next yes. and read, you know, this is the sequel campaign. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's got, it's got legs, man. It's got legs. All right, like so we it. got that nailed down, I think, pretty well. Do we want to? I think that leaves. Jesse? Yeah, I think that leaves me, and it's uh, the simple one. It's rarity, and I think for one, this should be pretty rare. I think this would probably be one. There's one in the game. It might even be like one of those. Wondrous. I don't think this. Yeah, I would definitely say wondrous. Yeah, I think it would possibly be. I, I, not like an Easter egg, but I don't think it's on the main path. I think that the players have to be out of their way doing something. It's got to reward a behavior or it's got to be uh, dropped as an item to teach somebody a lesson, not as a punishment, but, you know, literally, literally teach them a lesson about something. I think super rare. So Super rare? Is, is that is that actually a... I think there should be one. If, if this is going to be introduced in the campaign... That's it. Or yeah, unique. Once throughout the entire twenty levels. There we go. Unique is the best way. Is it a once in a lifetime item? I think so. I think it's once in a campaign. I think it's once once in a campaign. Like there's no possible way that more than one character in your campaign could discover something like this. So I do have a question here, though. Is it the vial, or is it the nail clippings? The nail clippings. You never I know. The clippings. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I want to play. I want to play devil's advocate here. I think it's the vial. I think the nail clippings I, are yeah, arbitrary. I'm on, I'm on team vial. 
right? I mean, the nail clippings could be from anything. Like the it, nail clippings could be from it, anything. You find it, and the clippings could be from anything, but you have to put your own clippings into it. You stick to make your the finger, ritual. your finger in the vial, and your finger clipping falls. Guys, off. guys, I just came down a rabbit hole. Okay, so the fingernail Chinese, clippings are already, uh, what's it, finger trap. <laughs> yeah, so yep, so Chinese the, finger trap. The fingernail clippings that are in there <laughs> are from the are from the last wielder who did not get to activate and and be reborn. So oh, if you you got to so, pick the right one. If you use it, no, no. If you use it, you can't remove them or the magic goes. But if you if you use them, you also rebirth something else, and you don't know what it is. Whoa, so you can come yeah. back randomly as an ogre. Or <laughs> wait, wait. Is it like the fly? Is it like Jeff Goldblum? No, you put your I, finger I clippings in, and you're like Cronenberg with whoa, the creature. Maybe that might even be cooler. I kind of like the the mysterious. Something also comes back with you. But not yeah. not merged with you. Okay. I, I think that's really cool. I think the memory thing would still be part of it. I don't want to get rid of that. I like that. But I yeah. think I think you also come back with something else. And if you don't do the right kind of role, you don't know that's going to happen. And what if we do it like deck of many things where this, whatever it is, it comes back into the world somewhere. It's not right there. Where. With you. Yeah. It's not right there with you. Yep. Wherever he did the ritual. Yeah, it, it comes back to into the, the world, site. and and then you, like where you initially performed the ritual to put your clippings that's into the vial. Yep. Yeah, but the character doesn't it. know that. Yep. That's got to be something that only the DM knows. And then if they roll super high, they roll a nat twenty on their detect magic or whatever, or no, they cast identify, and then they get like a nat twenty or something. Like there's there's I don't know there's some hidden knowledge about it, but they have to be able to hear but I think it would be very hard for them to determine that somebody else is coming back. Can I just, Oh my gosh, this is so great. I'm coming up with a, we're, we're coming up with awesome stuff here. What if whatever comes back with you, it comes it, back somewhere in the world, but it's inextricably linked to you, to you. And, it, yes. and it spends its entire life hunting you down. What if it doesn't necessarily want to kill you, but that's what it seems like. It's just, it doesn't know why it, it, it's it, well, just, it feels connected to you. Somehow, oh, so it has got, to find you. It lost its formative memories. Oh, that's it it. because, all because it that creature you. didn't perform all of the ritual. So it just comes into being knowing nothing except, except has some you. sort of inextricable link to you. It, it thinks you did this to it. It doesn't know what it is. It's going to come. Yeah. Back. Yeah. It yeah. sees a blue light in the form of a line that guides yes. you. Oh my god, I love it! It can see the it can see the tether between your spirits. Yes. Yeah, your spirits are tethered <laughs> together, and like the uh, in like one of the astral, astral plane. Book. Yeah, in the astral plane. That's how they describe it in the book. Yeah. Well, that's a drawback. I guess it could be it could be worked into a great boon if you knew how to do it. You know what I mean? It could be something you know up to the DM again. Yeah, could, depending if it's for or against you. Yeah, it's but whatever at some the last point, user was. Depends on what happens when you and this creature are confront each other. I mean, you could convince well, that could be. Wait a second. Wait, I'm sorry, but this just popped my head. What if the last person to use it was like a level zero John the Farmer? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's just wandering like, God damn it. The DM your slave, basically, or your your apprentice. Or, we could come up whatever. with we could we could come up with a table, like a 20, a D20 table. Yeah. For it, the it item. Be, 
it can be a peasant or it can be a fucking ancient black dragon. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if, and it's, DM. if it's a peasant, it becomes your apprentice and it just follows you around and it does whatever you want. It's a black it's dragon. A, it's going to fucking try to kill you. Yeah. DM's discretion as to what kind of level I, I would say you come up with 20 different, totally different, you know, you'll have to write their backstory, but 20, 20 different archetypes of what could return. Yeah. And roll that shit. Oh, I love it. All right, what what do we got left? The mechanics. How do we handle that? I mean, I think we kind of talked about it. Uh, I, I mean, think we kind of yeah hashed that out. I don't think it's gonna. Uh, I was kind of leaving that space open for damage or like spell slots, but we don't have that in this case. I think that's a pretty badass item, guys. Yeah. Oh. So okay, so you your DM grants you this vial of clippings. Okay, you have to perform a ritual. What what does a ritual entail? Ritual entails removing your own fingernails and adding them to the, the removing to the your entire fingernail. Oh no! From all nah, of your hand, thinking, from just, all of nah. your fingers, just your clipping. I think just the clippings. No. Well, what if what if it was remove your entire fingernail from every oh. single finger in in a ritual that that somehow that's so hardcore. Yeah, yeah that's, I, mean, I don't know. I don't, little, uh, I don't know. Graphic roll hair. I don't think the party would get through that. I don't think Damn, they would way do to it. say yes. And boys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's well, I'm thinking... we don't support waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not waterboarding. Oh it's my gosh. I'd rather be waterboarding. I'd rather be waterboarding. But I think, I think there's gotta be some sort of mechanical drawback. If you're going to perform the ritual, you're going to put your fingernail clippings in this vial. I think disadvantage I think on dexterity. Yeah, that entails some sort of mechanical drawback from that point on, right? Why don't we say, why don't we say de- dexterity in general then, as opposed to just sleight of hand? Disadvantage on all dexterity. <laughs> what What if we say just minus one point to dexterity for the remainder of the time? I mean, I almost feel like character. that's that's still pretty. You think that's too harsh? I don't. I mean, I I feel like especially with five e, you know, plus one to an attribute is so rare that it like i don't know okay so here what about this to perform the ritual you take your fingernail clippings and put them in the vial you get minus one to dexterity for for the lifetime of your character but i think on your new character i think that plus one to something on your new character I was I was thinking the opposite. I mean, not not give you a bonus now, but I don't think it affects this body. I think it affects the new body because it comes back kind of awkward. It's a clone, so that's the one that should kind of suffer that loss. I think. Okay, you, but get, you don't th- you don't think just performing the ritual should give you some sort of disadvantage? No, I don't think should so. No, it, it it should seem like something that's like, oh, this is great, and so they're not yeah, affecting the obviously. Return. Okay, Obviously, so it takes. There's no effort. There's no right. issue. Like you, you only, you only get the drawback if you get the reward. If you go for, if you go through with it and cash that chip, that's when the drawback comes. Is is my okay. is my is my feeling? Should there be a consequence for failing the ritual? If it's yeah, a we should. Like, we don't have like it's not well, fail or succeed. It's usually like you have to sp- invest time. The components right. Whatever. We could we could introduce an element of chance and make it low, but if they failed and they don't know that they failed, when they come back, they're the same as that entity. They don't have any memories at all. But um, but that's that's more mechanics. Well, if we're gonna have these otherworldly bonds to these other cre- this other creature, 
like maybe the consequence could be depending on uh what you roll what kind of creature you do you know oh, whether it's oh. you know uh complimentary or or destructive it's trying to kill you for the rest of its life or it's trying to help you forever and it doesn't know why what if when you put after putting your fingernail in the vial since you're connected with these other people that have done the ritual you have you randomly will hear their voices i love oh, it dude. I love yes that is fucking hot before you die style, baby Be before yeah, you die before yes. you die so like you just have these starting as random ass voices okay but does that affect your i don't play? i don't know that we need a mechanical at, at that point still so i don't i really don't know more flavor I really don't know if we need a mechanical drawback period. I mean, I feel like maybe the 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 odds of getting a a, a combat oriented scenario that's pretty serious is heavier than anything else. Um, and you have so a couple. Saying, so you're saying the drawback would be you roll on that table and it and it becomes yep. a creature that's going to hunt you down. Yep, and possibly let's say let's say the nat twenty spot is reserved for you know a strong ally, and then eight you know, nineteen through fucking eleven are all bad guys that want to hurt you of varying levels of, of pretty strong even. And then like below that and is a natural is, is John, the farmer ritual. <laughs> ritual. No, I'll say the natural one is the ritual fails and your body doesn't come back. Mm. Yeah. Or it comes back as a thing to hurt your party with no memories. Yeah. And <laughs> you then, come, and you come and back. The DM controls it and attacks <laughs> your body. Comes back, but you don't. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And you're and you're locked in the body and you have to sit there at the table while the DM uses your attacks and your you skills have against the friends. Room offers of timeshares. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You don't get any positive results. So you always just have to sit through the yeah, the, yeah. You don't get ever get the timeshare or the the free ticket to Disney World. You, you just get have the drinks. Always. You don't get the orders. Nope. Nothing. You just have to sit there in front of the fucking PowerPoint screen and listen to them forever. Some, I'm gonna put some makeup on because I like to look pretty before I get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. Okay, so you roll a d20, natural twenty. You get a powerful ally. Up to the uh, DM discretion, I would say. I, I'd say up to totally up to DM's discretion. Powerful ally. Only wants to bet what's best for you. I'd say 19 through at least I'd say 19 through 10 are are all bad guys of varying levels that want to hurt you. And I say number one, if you get a critical fail, your body does not come back. But your conscience, your consciousness does exist on the material plane, and you witness something come back that terrorizes your party that that makes sense that makes sense and it's and you're bound to it so you have to watch it the whole time your yeah. turns are basically watching this happen as he approaches but you know it'd be fun as a, on a mechanical level for the dm to go to the player and talk this out where the player yep. comes back and the the party doesn't know but the player doesn't have any control over its actions and so at some right. point the in, the DM controls what the player is going to do, and it like chooses a specific moment to, you know, surprise the party and attack them or something like. Tip that hand, yep. yep. 
possession. Yeah. So you roll a critical one in private with the DM. It was just like, yeah. a, you know, you guys, God, the guys, player, the God. player and the DM share that. And so they know, okay, I roll a, D, a critical one. So I have to come back and pretend like I am back with the party. You know, but at some point the DM is going to drop the hammer and say, boom. And now, you know you what know, I really, enemy. you know what I really like about this item is even when you lose the party wins, you know what I mean? With with the worst case scenario, that's an awesome story building mechanic yeah, to yeah, work yeah. in. I love it. It's bad news, but it's gonna be fucking awesome. It's gonna be a great yeah. story. But what's gonna be with that? <laughs> what's that player gonna do for like the next five levels where they're just waiting for that hammer to drop? You yeah, know? <laughs> that's true. I like mean, that's it. it. Like on. that's the consequence. You rolled a level, you rolled a critical one, right? But you're back with the party now. You have your character back, there's nothing going on. You lost a formative memory or whatever, but you're fighting and you're doing and you're adventuring or whatever. But sometime in the near future, you don't know when the DM will choose you turn on your party. Yeah. And, and he controls you from that point on or That's he or she awesome. controls you and then turns you into an enemy for your party. I love this item. All right, everybody. I think we have uh, we have most of the mechanics nailed out. Last thing to do is give this bad boy a name. It's a vial of toenail clippings that roots your soul to the ground, lets you Ooh. come back. I like I like where you're going with that. Roots, ground, plants, Nail. earth. It's it's ground root. But it also has something that returns. Oh, wait, okay, so we could play off a return because your body, your consciousness returns, but so does something else. We could call it Aaron's you know, clippings. <laughs> we could call it the uh, the vial of returning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's ambiguous. It's ambiguous, right? I like it. I like right. it because the character's not going to know, right? That that something else comes back with it. And we decided that it is the vial, but on an inspection, they determined that removing the nails would not would uh, would render it useless. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we give it like a weirdo uh, attribution, like Big B's vial of returning, or something like that? I don't. Know. Uh, what if Make we did a more... play though? Uh, vial of diminishing return, or something. Oh. Brad, oh fuck. my god, why are you fun. always swooping in with these fucking killer ass <laughs> ideas, returns. dude? The vial of diminishing returns. Yeah. I think what about what about <laughs> the vile diminishing returns, right? I like that. Do, are you following me? Oh, oh, like, like vile. V-I-L-E. Yeah. How how can we uh, throw that? In? How can we work that in to make it like a pun almost to to like it's kind yeah. of a hint that this is not cool. Like this is not great. You don't really want to use this, but there are consequences. Oh, I got it. I got it. You could just you could allude to that. You could call it yeah. the, you could call it the vial of diminishing returns, but the vial is spelled wrong. The word V I L E. Yeah, it's the wrong. vial of diminishing returns, and they can determine that it's scrawled. It's scrawled in like a, a almost like a child a child like script, like it's actually like carved into the vial. Yeah, you can't quite yeah. read it, but it looks like the vial V I L E. Or do we yeah. want to do it as like a little like a note in the vial itself? 
Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Message in a bottle. That I love that. And it's oh man, we got it. We would we would have to come have up to with some it. fun flavor. Like, okay, you pull the little scroll out and it's this is the vial of diminishing returns. You Spelled and it wrong. tells you how to perform the ritual and it also like warns you not to remove the the, the original nails if the, if the nails yeah, are removed, yeah yeah but it's like they're really really cryptic oh and, and you leave it ambiguous if if the nails are removed at any point the magic is is laid uh laid you know uh laid to waste or something so oh, they don't know what? if they can get rid of the existing ones or they wouldn't the it be fun if if the mechanical uh the item mechanically you could remove the nails and perform the ritual and not have any of the consequences. Right, but the but the note scares you into leaving them in. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> and as an enticement, I don't know. I mean, this is such a minor thing, but uh what if there is an enchantment on the note that you read it, you can read it in whatever language you speak. I yeah. like that. No matter like you you don't have Tongue. to decrypt it, it so it so it's ambiguous, right? I mean, it's written down and you you see it in whatever language you speak. It's like, yeah. so you can't like pick any kind of information off of it just based on the language that's written in. This like vial it. of returning spelled wrong. I love it. I like that. That's vial great. of diminishing returns. I love it. Man, we should, we should submit this to... Uh, Wizards of the Coast, bro. <laughs> it produced, put out in some unearthed arcana. It's gonna have to go through some beta testing with our, uh, with our audience. But but yeah. but uh, but yeah, looking forward to it. Like, I love this item. This is my favorite item. And not to toot our own horn, but we just started with a vial of nail clippings. <laughs> yep. Yep. We had a sword. <laughs> Wait, what? So, uh, yeah, God forbid we actually came up with like something useful, like a sword or a right. <laughs> dude. I think this fucking item is owns bones. Uh, what are the options? Does, it, Does it is it suck or is it rad? I think it's uh, rad. I think it's rad. I don't want to give this one a number. I want to. Are we sucking our own dicks here? Yeah. Can I we ask the viewers? Yeah. Not viewers because yeah. you can't watch an audio podcast. Yeah. But a listener. That's that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Um, I like words. Yeah, tweet tweet us. Give us yeah. your number. Not not that number, the number for the item. What do you think? At lore seller on Twitter. Text me, beep me. You know how to reach me. <laughs> I got my mobile on me. Carly Jepson, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. I think we killed it. Um, yeah, so take that, you t shirt ruining piece of crap. <laughs> no, but we really love any feedback. Thank you, random listener, for skyrocketing us into the stars. Now our names will be in lights because of you. I would like to do this again. I, yeah. I think we will. I think we will. It may it may well end up being on season two of Dice Advice, but I did want to bring it up, guys. I think uh, let's let's put the tiger up on the table and yell at it. No, <laughs> get off the table. <laughs> so we here uh, at Dice Advice are at a reflective time. Uh, we, we think we're going to take a little break uh, recording Dice Advice. Focus on our live play. Focus on our actual play podcast, Companions Reborn, and more. We're working on other projects. Uh, we're going to take a little break. These episodes will still be in production. Make sure you follow us on our other feeds at 
uh, the Seller Lord Network or Companions Reborn, preferably both. And uh, you'll catch all of our new episodes there. Next episode of Dice Advice is going to be the season one finale. And we can't wait to present it to you. Yeah, buddy. That being said, I did want to give a shout out to our sponsors who got us all the way through this first season. We have Jim and Nancy back together at last. It's a beautiful thing. Fancy jam jars for the discerning individual. Well, they rebranded. See, I guess so. They're stepping it up. Nancy kind of put her foot down a little bit. That was kind of some of their issue. You know, it was a little bit more Jim Jam, Jim Jam. Mm. Uh, they're working on a candy bar, though. Uh, we, were, we kind of inspired them with that. Jim's a big fan of Companions Reborn. Oh, yeah. And who else do we have? Uh, Slappy's Peanut Butter, of course. The the OG. Thank you so much, Slappy's. Uh, you came in and you left this place much brighter than you found it. I'm still waiting on my uh, case of peanut butter, though. You can Ooh. have mine if you want. <laughs> Harry's watching this figure. <laughs> I'm just watching mine grow. <laughs> and I think that'll do it for us, guys. Thanks for tuning in one more time for Dice Advice. We'll see you in two weeks for the season one finale. I'm Jesse. And I'm John. Harry here. And I guess I'm Brad. And until next time, slather yourself in peanut butter. Loosen up, loosen up. Shake it out, shake it out. Not more than three times. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I went to four. Dirty boy. It's more than three times you're playing with it.